Bienvenidos a... <laughs> Not that off the record. This off the record. My name is Ricardo. Yo soy Nico. Hello, Nico. I love your music. Thank you. I'm very famous. I'm very famous. I definitely know I'm a woman. Beautiful woman. Yeah, and I. It's really all I know about myself. <laughs> hey, uh, someone said that going uh, digging inside is what that matters. <laughs> well, I'm definitely a beautiful woman inside. <laughs> As are most of us. Mm -hmm. Just starting it back on the best track possible. Mm -hmm. The ghost track. Nick! What have you been up to? Um, Man, it's been a while since we've talked. I think the last time we talked... Uh, in Christmas Day? Yeah, it was Christmas Day. In this in this context, at least. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to you know, break the fourth wall too much, but me and Richie do talk outside of the podcast. It's true. We text... <laughs> Um, but just getting back in the groove, man, of teaching. Getting into the groove. It snowed man, down here, so I was off. It snowed. Yeah, cool. I was off work for like four days. I was going a little stir crazy. Carl were was, kids going like crazy for it. Oh yeah, dude. They were, they were, uh, they were turned up. I don't know what they were doing out there in the snow. I don't want to think about it. Um, it's just bad stuff. We were already talking about what seventh graders were doing when we were in seventh grade. So. Who knows what middle schoolers are doing nowadays? I like to. Well, we were about. in sixth grade. With oh, what we were talking about people true. were fornicating and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know just other stuff. So once you get to seventh grade, it's just like that's when you start going like to rehab. All systems go. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's too much, man. Just uh, Sarah moved down. So yeah, so that's exciting. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's ex yes, exactly <laughs> when they pulled in. I was just out in the driveway, <laughs> pump, one arm pumping, one arm had a foam finger. By the way, uh, thank you to the beautiful Nancy Moore for this great addition to the podcast. Ooh. Sound machine. Oh yes, no one's <laughs> making this podcast even more unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how's it going? How's uh, her living in Crashville? Hey man, you know it's good. It was a little stressful the first week because her and David were uh, living at our with me and Carl, and they were everyone was unemployed except for me, and so <laughs> they would just sit around and look at each other all day, <laughs> and then I would get home. Oh, there's more to do than that. Yeah, just sit around look at each other all day. Just look at the, the some screens I assume in there somewhere. Um, and the things are getting things are getting claustrophobic, but they finally found a new place and it or th their own place and it rules. And I'm gonna make yeah, a, I saw picks. Yeah, I'm gonna make a house venue out of it. No matter what, they can pay the rent, and then I'm gonna invite people over to trash it. So um, good. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but it's good. It's good. It's nice having Sarah around. It's nice having friends around that aren't the same friends. You know, friends. Yeah. Friends mean friends. My fr all the friends seem to be becoming friends, and that's all good. You know what I mean? So it's all positive. Just if there's anything that this podcast is known for, it's our general positive outlook. 
So, That's right. Um, what have you been up to? So, well, before I get to what I've been up to, you said it's great to, to have friends. Which friends character do you think you are? Um, I'm, Let's talk about okay. this. We've never done Recently, it I was watching some clips of Matt LeBlanc bloopers, and <laughs> I'm going to say, I hope, like, they were actually hilarious, and it made me feel, it made me die a little bit inside. I was like, oh what? man, Matt LeBlanc is a genuinely funny guy. <laughs> I've just reached that point in life where I I think that. <laughs> nah, Friends is such a good show. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll say I'm a... I'm just like a perfect mix of all three guys. Yeah, I'm just, I have the good, I have a tall guy's good looks. What's his name? Tall guy. Tall guy's good looks. I have practical guy's good sense. And then I have... Mm-hmm. Could you have better sense? No, I couldn't. I have the best sense, I should say. Um, That's my practical guy. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> and of course, I'm hilarious like Matt LeBlanc or Joey. That's I know right. his name's Joey because he's... Joey! Yeah. He... How you doing? Yeah, I know about that. I know all about that. I have a little a kid who does... who says that like Joey and it's funny because he's like a four foot tall uh, Latino <laughs> kid and he, just, he says how you doing all the time. Does he know that he's doing a Joey Tribbiani? I think so because he says it just okay. like him. But he was born after nine eleven, so true. it's like it's all you know. It's all the the replays, I guess. It's all up in the air. <laughs> Wait, did friends um, end with nine eleven? Did nine eleven happen, and then they were just yeah. like no more friends? The, the last episode has Rachel on on the plane, and uh, Jim Rash's character says uh, the flanges loose, and <laughs> they get off the plane, and then they pan out and just watch that plane fly right into the World Trade Center, and it says. Uh, <laughs> Don't ever forget your friends. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> I like the idea that Joey is like Joey was the people on uh, that flight going to DC. Like <laughs> he was the one who overtook the terrorists. And but hey, it was like an accident. What you doing? I'm going to fly the plane. Um, uh, oh, oh. Good golly. Um, you asked how I have been. Yes, I did. Um, besides work, slowly, um, you know, killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh it's it's been okay. I've been okay. Right, you're just living. Yeah, I'm. Um, I guess you could just say um, living okay. on the edge. <laughs> oh, that's not on your sound machine. There's not just uh, Aerosmith. Five second teasers. Uh, I wish. I wish I could just get a uh, a sound machine that would just play the clip of me going because I'm living on the edge. <laughs> when, um, when are you gonna quit that job? Um, when I move to Los Angeles, California. Hell yeah! Which is the first time I'll say it on this podcast. Hi, Emily. I think you live there, right? Yeah, she lives there. Hi. We can be friends. Um, but that won't be till July, July. at the earliest. Okay. Um, oh, another thing that happened. Um, I am on a improv team thing, sort of. Yeah, daddy. Yeah, I came in, like, the people who were really good made a team. And then I made, like, the second place people make, like, another team. So I came in second place. There you go. So everybody can see me at IO Chicago on uh, 
t- every Tuesday starting March 1st for the next eight weeks after that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I guess you could just say, um, living, living on the, on the edge. edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. That's that's got to be your tagline. Every skit you're in, <laughs> that's your only line. Can I get a suggestion of your favorite uh, Aerosmith song? I heard living on the edge. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> If I ever come see you during that time, that's what I want. <laughs> I think I heard living on the edge of the back. <laughs> My teacher would be like, Richie, you can't take the suggestion anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just No, I swear to God, I hear living on the edge every week. I'll just post it up like near the door. <laughs> I just scream it out and everyone turns around like, God damn, that dude's here again. Living on the edge dude's here again. <laughs> We've done eight shows on Living on the Edge. <laughs> oh, good golly. What album are we here to talk about today? Uh, the first album we ever talked about, um, which is Beck's One Foot in the Grave. But there's a twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be a sound for that. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, is this better? No. <laughs> um, how about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, whoa. Is that a dog that is panting and then all of a sudden slips on a banana peel? <laughs> Maybe. I was thinking it was someone sighing and then they cut off their, like, fingers. <laughs> Wee! That's what it sounds like when any body part gets chopped off. There we go. That's the important one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about the the non-released songs, I guess. The second side. Yeah, so. the, uh, the the second disc on the re-release from, like, 2000... Yeah. What was it? Seven? Eight? When did that come out? Um, I believe it was... It was definitely when we were in high school, because one of my friends bought it for me, and I was psyched. That makes sense. I don't know. I didn't do any research. I don't do research anymore. That's true. We definitely both did not do any research for this. And I, I did listen to the album a few times this week just to refresh my memory. But um, yeah, shouts out to to Zach Ferlin. He did buy me the extended uh, edition of this CD. Thanks, Zach, uh, for your contribution. We'll be sending a T-shirt out your way. So uh, just DM me on Twitter at DorkyBookCool, and we'll get that out to you. Um, and that's a promise. If he does message me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I'll send him a t-shirt. An old one, a used one. Yeah, an old used white t-shirt. Yeah. With Maybe I'll sign it. <laughs> ketchup stains. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's enough good songs on the extended edition extra CD yeah, to have. I a whole almost preferred CD. the extra CD. Yeah, it depends. Depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. I definitely listened to it less just because for a long time I had the, just the original CD in my car because I couldn't find the extended edition, so I've just spent mm-hmm. a lot more time with the the OG 16 songs, but uh, there are so many great ones on the extended edition as well. Well, we just jump down into it. Okay. What a suggestion. Um, um, living on the Edge? Living on the Edge coming in at number three. Uh, I'm seeing Living on the Edge coming in at number two. <laughs> I can only assume uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady is number one. Ooh, my dad, I, one of the first times I ever realized I might be able to be a comedian was <clears throat> when I was a child, 
and I would do a Steven Tyler impression. My dad would be like, that's really good. I was like, wow, I guess I can make it. <laughs> I can make it as a Steven Tyler impersonator. I was like, this will be useful on SNL. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I saw Steven Tyler and Frothy Monkey and he looks like a shrunken head? No, what's Frothy Monkey? It's a it's coffee shop down here, and I was just like hanging out reading in the summer, and he came in talking very loudly on a cell phone, and he was with like a really young woman. Was he scatting? No, he was dressed like... <laughs> I picture him like scatting in every conversation. I... Uh, no. <laughs> I wish he had been, because it would have fit his... He was wearing like pants that were really baggy and like two sizes too big for him, and then a sheer... Uh-huh. Blouse is the only way I can describe it. I'm literally it. Picturing, Johnny, picturing Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's basically what he looked like, except his hair was even grosser, and he, he looked like a shrunken head. His face looked like a shrunken head. Like the one in um, uh, Beetle, Pirates of the Caribbean. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, Beetlejuice, whatever. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Steven, you're in our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Oh, good so, golly. What is your uh, third favorite song? Uh, my third favorite song on the extended edition of Beck's One Foot in the Grave, originally released on K Records in 1994, and I think re-released by Geffen in 2008, uh, would be Feather in Your Cap. Is my Feather in Your Cap. <clears throat> yes, Feather in Your Cap. Um, basic acoustic song. It's like, I don't know. Sort of. What's uh? What's the big lines in those songs? Uh, Give me some lines. The big lines. My favorites. Uh, disappointment is a feather in your cap. Uh, you want the truth, except for when it's unplanned. Is one of the bigger lines lines in the song. Um, was it a bust a move with what you can? Uh, no, you're thinking of bust a move by Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Who who does that song? I don't know. I want to say MC Light, but I don't think that's right. Who cares? I mean... <laughs> really? Well, I mean, we're all just living on the edge. We're all living on the edge here. Um, but no, this uh, Feather in Your Cap is just like a classic Beck song where there's like some... It's sort of melancholy, but also sort of goofy and bizarre. It's like there's some lines that I don't really know what they mean, but they sound mm-hmm. vaguely sad, so I'm into it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean two of my top three songs I don't exactly know what they mean but they just feel so good to me exactly they feel so good to me like a lovely woman or a hot pocket on a cold day or living on the edge I love Beck (laughs) or living on the edge (laughs) what's your number three song Rich? my number three song is your love is weird that's a good song it is I like that song um this I think it's important uh, to brush your teeth every night before you go to bed. It's and, I agree. and when you wake up, I agree. Um, but as far as the song goes, I like that it's just like a love song about like a you know sometimes it's just like it's not the best always, but you know, love ya. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the, well, there's a couple song love songs on the original 16 songs too um i mean i even feel like asshole is a love song sort of like a love hate song and then what's the other song in the original 16 that's like definitely a really straightforward love song 
I I love the um, I I like when Beck writes about love. Okay, cool. Oh, me too, dude. Sea change is like really really good. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> writes about crushed love. Mm-hmm. Writes about his broken heart. And then uh, there's that one song that's really good. Um, uh, I don't know, some nightmare or something. Nightmare hippie girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Nightmare hippie girl. Yeah. And then Jackass is also, I think, a love song. I can't think of it. I don't know anything. Look it up. Oh whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Loser. You know, yeah. if you know the hits. If you guys. Um. Love is weird. How? That's how I feel inside my head right now. I got home from work. Like when you texted me, I was at I was coming out of the like a music store. I just needed to buy like a, a chord for a guitar, and I saw your text, and I was like, "Oh shoot!" I just censored myself, viewers. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Like I did, I forgot. Like I had forgotten. I was like, "Okay, I'll be home" because it was only like four forty-five. But when I got home, my eyes were burning so bad that I made had Carl uh, make some coffee for me, and I think it's finally starting uh-huh. to kick in because. I was feeling very, very tired. My brain doesn't really work so well right now. And Carl, for your contribution, will be sending a T-shirt <laughs> out to you. If you just tweet me at Dorky but Cool, uh, we'll have a T-shirt coming out your way. So thanks for your support and thanks for getting a coffee. <laughs> There's no sound effect for that one. Hold on. <laughs> There you go. Alrighty then. Um, Jim Carrey, so funny. Oh, dude, I love Ohio. Oh my god, I love. Well, okay, so top three. Top, okay, let's just do it real quick. Top three things we love. Number three, Jim Carrey. Number three, ice cream. Number two, the mask. Number two. Uh, Chocolate. <laughs> uh, and number one, fucking. Number one, crushing depression. I feel like mine and yeah. yours are pretty similar. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, There's some things I left out of my list. There were some ties. Depression was up there with Jim Carrey and the mask. What's the difference, really? <laughs> Whenever I'm feeling Shout down. Shout out to Jim Carrey, who is very depressed. Oh, amazing. The Honestly... The, that uh, was the Emmys thing. The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes are so good. Oh my god! That was so yeah, good. please look it up if you haven't seen it. Richie Him texted presenting me. an award. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I like when celebrities talk about how meaningless and pointless their careers are, as well as everyone else's. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like you made it weird with Pete Holmes. And Pete, for your contribution, will be sending a t-shirt out your way. Just tweeted me at Dorky But Cool. I'll autograph it for you and send it your way. Thanks, buddy. Um, speaking of us... <laughs> speaking of Sea Change uh, from ten minutes ago, uh, my number two song is It's All In Your Mind. That song is good. Yep. My number two song, I had no... Because I had listened to this album a lot more than Sea Change. And when I got to college, um, at University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, where we both attended our... Un- go Illini. Yeah, go... I- I-L-L. I-L-L. Watch me die. 
Um, Damn. We everyone I talked about back was like, oh, Sea Change. So you like really like? I had never listened to Sea Change before, ever. Like I only listened like I didn't listen to Sea Change until I was going through a breakup. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense Um, because I still, if I'm going to put on a a slower back album, I'll usually do One Foot in the Grave or even um, what's the other one? Midnight Vultures. Mutations. Like, I like Mutations a lot. Sea Change is just... I've never listened to that, actually. Mutations is good. It's definitely not as... <laughs> not as... Man, like, that sound effect machine is really good. Um, right? It's not as uh, put together as Sea Change is, but there's a lot of good songs on it. Um, but when I first listened to the Sea Change, I was like, oh, I know that song. And it's just a way sadder version of the version that is on... Mm-hmm. Uh, one foot in the grave, and I always thought yep. they thought it was cool that he just sort of had. I mean, that's always cool about musicians to me. I guess is when you just had a song like in your in your arsenal. Like he had never released right. "It's All in Your Mind," and then he was like, "Oh, this that song I had from ten years ago makes sense in this context." Well, the whole story of Sea Change was that he had all those like after like uh, his heart was broken. And he just, like, had them on the shelf, and he's like, I can't release these, they're too sad. And then someone was like, you should release those, and he's like, okay. So he just, like, put them all together. Put out a Depression album, which is, you know, great. And it's one of those albums, which I've mentioned before, where it's, like, the lead singer can, like, you can tell they don't want to even, like, open up their mouth to sing. Yeah. So it's just, like, a lot of, like, even Beck, a lot of Beck songs are like that. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, you can, like, that his, his sadness is, like, palpable on all of the songs on that album. It's just it's hard to it's almost hard to listen to in my opinion mm-hmm. like it's really pretty and slow and it if you're not really really depressed it's not a, the best to listen to right exactly it's just like oh man this is a bummer <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's all your mind has so many good lines i like it reminds me of so many people like when i listen to it oh my god just like i that, i know that feeling like the second verse i think where it's uh you're so, you're all scared and stiff, and all the people you're with are all scared and stiff. Like basically, like trying to take a person you love or you like out of a situation where they're feeling uncomfortable. It's like it's all in your mind. That's right. Stop worrying about it. Stop freaking out. So much stuff is all in my mind. Yep. Exactly. Same. Um, have you ever met David, the guy that was in a band with Sarah back home, long hair, younger than us? Her roommate. Um. Yeah, yeah, her roommate. Yeah, yeah. You met Dave. Yeah, he was down in Chicago when you were there. He when we got down here, there the first Friday night that they lived at their place, we all went out. We went to like a house show, and then we went to like a gathering after a house show at a different place. And juggalos? No juggalos, unfortunately. Oh. Um. And he started having like a panic attack, and it was like the first time I've ever been with someone in public who was having like a social anxiety panic attack, and it was just very. Uh, interesting is the wrong word, maybe, but like it was interesting to see how he dealt with it because he dealt with it fine. But I was just like, man, David's yeah. acting weird, and I was like, oh, he's just free, he's freaking out, like he's there's just too much for him, like he's just panicking. And then there was, uh, it's all in your mind, you know what I mean? It was all in his mind, yeah. and he knew it was all in his mind, and he still couldn't control it, which is always uh, frightening when you're having yeah. a nervous sort of a anxiety attack. I know, I know you've been, been there. I've been there for sure. 
I've been trying to meditate more, but it does. It's just like I can make time for it. I just like choose not to sometimes because a lot of times I'll just get home. Like I don't. I just want to like read Harry Potter right away. I don't want to like sit in a chair for ten minutes and not think about stuff. But it actually is like nice. If you there's an there's an app called Headspace, and it's just like for the first ten days it's free, and it's just like a person talking to you, like sort of guiding you through not thinking about anything and if i think that if you do it enough like you can sort of convince yourself to do it in situations where you might actually be freaking out right yeah i've never even really tried to meditate and i feel we're we're cut from the same cloth that way that we like to always be doing things and occupying our minds to mm-hmm. maybe fend off the uh the existential uh dread but yeah <laughs> um i mean it's really hard living on the edge <laughs> Just as Steven. <laughs> Both of us are going to end up shrunken heads someday. <laughs> yeah! Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> Why does everything sound like it's like something falling from the sky? <laughs> That's basically all it is. This is the cartoon special. Oh my god! It's best Christmas gift from Melissa's parents. Heck yeah, dude! Um, What's going on? You know what, Nick? Um, before we get to my second song, why don't we take a break and hear a few words from our sponsor? Hi, this is Marcella. And we're back on not that off the record, this off the record, and my number two song. Oh yeah, I forgot that's why we're is... Teenage Wastebasket. There you go. Um, I've ever since like the first time I've listened to this song, I like had a weird obsession with it in that like I would want to listen to it over and over because it's just like a story. Mm-hmm. And I, if I had any sort of like artistic talent as far as like painting and drawing goes, I would want to like make a comic of this. Yeah, like, even if it's just like a one-off thing because like. I don't know, it's very vivid, and I like just like the way this song makes me feel. Yeah, your mom is proud to be dead. Your dad's breakdancing underneath the bed. Uh, she has lipstick scrawled, <laughs> sprawled across her head saying, please destroy yeah, me. Yeah, so good. I, love, I just love the thought of like a girl putting, like, please destroy me. On <laughs> I realized today walking, like, listening to that song, I was just like, oh, wow, like, I feel like this song is about Melissa in a way, and I never thought of it, like, before. But, like, the person I picture is, like, basically just Melissa, so. Yeah, I, I think of a lot of people when I, like, the same thing with the last one. I think, I mean, I love Beck for that, and it's probably in my own head. Um, but, like, when I hear the line, and it's all in your mind where it says, I just want to be your good friend. Like, I felt that yeah, so many times where it's just like, oh, I, want, I just want to be your friend because it seems like yeah. you need a friend. Um, and same thing with Teenage Waste Basket. There's definite people that come to my mind when I hear, like, her life is a commercial for being fucked up. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is like one of those things where it's just like sometimes, like some of these lines don't make sense at all. Right. But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Crazy man. <laughs> hey, I'm living on the edge. This podcast is sponsored by Joe Perry, the Joe Perry Experience, whatever his side project was. Oh uh, god, I hate myself. Um Do you think wait, do you think uh Joe Perry and the Winklevoss twins ever started a band together called Periwinkle? 
Who are the Winklevoss twins? <laughs> oh, the never mind. I know who they are. From Social yep, Network. Never mind. I know who they are, yeah. Wink- and all their songs are about Facebook. <laughs> it's just Joe. It's just two minutes of them telling you about like the inner workings of Facebook and all the new features that Joe Perry's soloing for like a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Where is Joe? Is there a Smith done? Is Steven Tyler just riding out I the rest of his life know. as like a creepy American Idol host? Aerosmith was the first concert I saw. It should have been the first concert I saw, but I uh, denied the ticket. I was my aunt wanted first Midwest Bank Amphitheater. Yeah, probably. I think so. With Molly Crew. Was it when you were thirteen? Uh, we were, I think, fresh sophomores in high school. Okay, I, th- I got offered tickets to when I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. My aunt wanted to buy oh, me good. those for my birthday, and I said no. And so she instead she got me a framed picture of Wrigley Field. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, a weird switch yeah out. right I was like okay so you took something that cost like $80 and just got me like this piece of garbage but whatever um, but I should have gone I regret not going because it probably would have been fun as a 13 year old and I could have gotten into uh, better I music my dad it was fun. yeah I could have been into Miley Crew right still in- mm-hmm. could have saw Tiny Lee's boob cam oh my god Oh, me and uh, my parents were watching like Fuse or something when I was. I thought you were gonna say the Pam and Tommy. Sex <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gently lead into that. <laughs> but we were watching uh, Palladio or some one of those music channels on like the extended cable, and we yeah. watched it for like forty-five minutes. It was like, but it was just like a mashup of like Ozfest. Perform like songs, live performances, and the who was it? Mick Mars is that the guitar player in Motley Crue? The one that looks like uh, a corpse. Nikki Six. Nikki Six is bass, and I think right. Mick Mars is the guitar. Yeah, that's and he is just holy crap, dude. He does not even look alive. He looks worse than Keith Richards. Worse than any of the, like he just looks like he's propped up. Well, I know like Nikki Six. Died a bunch of times. Yeah, exactly. Nick, <laughs> but he looks generally okay. <laughs> like he just looks like an old rocker yeah, guy. Where Mick Mars looks like not even like the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper looks more like a human being than Mick Mars. Mick <laughs> Mars looks like someone described a human being to someone who couldn't really draw, and they came up with <laughs> Mick Mars. <laughs> I want to look up a picture of Mick Mars. Yeah, I think that's his name. It better be. Yeah, because you're not gonna be able to find it if not. Um, but no, my first concert was, yeah. was Rush, for sure. Do you like Rush? I think I like Rush. I would, yeah, I was... Uh, I never knew that about you. Yeah, I know. I felt bad. Jenna uh, Moynihan had a had a boy in town. Moynihan! <laughs> had a boy in town the last like couple weeks, a couple times, and every time I hung out with them, me and him would start talking about Rush, and her eyes would glaze over, and I felt pretty bad, but I also can't stop. <laughs> Once you get me started, I just can't stop. I'm like a can of Pringles or Rolling Stones. Who cares? Why are we here? Why do we do this? I just kick my phone. Gosh dang it. Vroom. Um, oh, what's, yeah, man. Whew. My number one song is Woe On Me. That was That was going to be my number three song. What was it? Yeah, Woe On Me is, uh, I think It's All In Your Mind might be my favorite song. I don't know, but I've definitely, Woe On Me for the longer period of time has been my most listened to song on this album. Um, 
just because it's just a good folk song. I love the chorus. I love the chorus so much. Wallow in the empty-headed peace yep. where the playing hearted sorrow never cease. Oh my god, so, yeah. Yes. Yes. I think I'm going to get a big banner because Sarah's been on me for not having anything on my walls. Um, I think I'm going to get like a big tarp to put on one wall and I'm going to paint those lines onto it. You should buy a neon light. I should buy a Touch dart, put it in my room. <laughs> Do that, man. I thought because when I heard neon, I heard Nissan. <laughs> I was like, you should buy a Nissan instead. Dude, this podcast is brought to you by Nissan. I would love the I love the idea of a person being like, oh, I'm like really into darts. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we should play sometimes. And so the person's like, what are you talking? Right. About? <laughs> but he's like, okay, I guess we can play. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, they go to his house, and he just has, like, 15 Dodge yeah. <laughs> In a frame picture of uh, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart. <laughs> Tom Dart's definitely a racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> my dad is friends with his brother, who does cocaine a lot. <laughs> hey! But bam! <laughs> Just kidding. Defamation of character is a real deal. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially when Tom Dart's involved. It sounds like that's the family you don't want to be messing with. You don't want to say anything about Tom Dart's family. The Schwozy, the, the president of Cook County, what was his title? Uh, the sheriff. The big gun. He's got the big gun in Cook County. Yeah. Okay, He's going to throw you in I'll a slammer, boy. Maybe I'll edit it out. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. You only got a couple more months in that godforsaken place. I agree. By the way, President Obama, still have not heard back from you yet. Um, I understand you're busy with the election coming up. Oh, wait, you're not. Respond to me, please, sir. Sick of this shit. Do you think he would um, respond with a letter, or is he going to try to FaceTime you, man? Um, I assume he's just gonna contact Ghost Track. Yeah, the, the big bosses. Yeah, cause, I mean, after, once he sees how successful and popular their Instagram is, which, by the way, I implore you, if you have an Instagram account, go follow, actually, maybe don't follow, uh, the Ghost Track Instagram, because they post so frequently. It's insane. It's like, hey, at a house show. Hey, yeah, I... So here I am. Here's another picture of the house show. Here's a picture of uh, Nick and Richie. Yep, just trying to get us out there. It's oh, like it's like yeah. every ten minutes I see something from them. I unfollowed them. I won't lie. Did you? Yeah, I unfollowed them. Good. Yeah, it was too much. I, was... I follow them just because I want. I want to make sure they're not saying shit about me. I mean, they are. I still check on it. Just because I'm not following doesn't mean I'm not checking. You just got to read the sub the sub comments. They don't say it in the OG post and like there's so many comments on the photos they know you're never gonna find it that's true I don't get to read all those but I didn't know that that was happening yeah they're not tagging you in it man (laughs) that was me (laughs) yeah why was that sound because it sort of sounded like a gun but also sort of sounded like something falling out of space again (laughs) oops it's time for the daily boner Nick, how is your boner today? <laughs> Damn, that sounds hard. <laughs> well, that's been another episode of The Daily Boner. 
What's your number one song? My number one song is Mattress. Yes, Mattress is a, it was creeping up. It was probably at number four or five for me. Um, for many reasons, I, I love that song, but... Um, Let's let's start with one. Uh, the <laughs> words don't really make sense, but I love them. Uh, number two, it uh, Kyle Lang, uh, great great man, copied the riff or the guitar part of this. I don't know if he intentionally copied it. It's a pretty basic guitar part, but uh, and his song Spiderweb under the band Easter, which is my favorite Easter song, maybe or the one that's been around the longest, so it means a lot to me. And those shows were my favorite in college. Um, so there's that. And I really love the chorus. I want to give a shout out to Kyle Lang because he introduced me to the band Link. And I've been listening to a lot of Link lately. When we were all talking about this album, and then we were talking about K Records, he said, told me to listen to the band Link. And I did, and I liked it. And then I put it on the back burner for a while, like a long time. Like a year. Yeah. And I recently, in the last month or so, have been listening to a lot of that record. So, shout out Good. to Kyle. Yeah, and thanks for your contribution, Kyle. Uh, we're going to send a t-shirt out your way. Uh, if you just DM me on Twitter, at Cool, we'll have that coming out of your way. So, thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh, kill me. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Oh, should we just go to Skipper then? Yeah. Okay, we have the same Skipper. Yeah, it's close to God. Yep. Skip it. Stop. Who cares? Just skip it. Don't ever listen to it. You know what? Skip this. Skip it off. People. I mean. They probably just skip ahead, ahead. right to us. They probably yeah. skip to the Skipper. How many people do you think listen to the podcast and skip past all the positive stuff and just want to get to us <laughs> just shitting on the one song? How many people do you think listen to this podcast and care what our choices are? <laughs> Zero. We're going to get contacted in like 10 years by some executive at MTV. Like, I found your content. It sounds like, like it's just going to be like a garbage company. Great! <laughs> MTV 24. <laughs> just us sitting yeah. in a black room, <laughs> clearly afraid of Viacom mm-hmm. overlords. Oh, <laughs> Well, whatever. I welcome the Viacom overlords, because guess what? I'm living on the edge. <laughs> I'm living on less money a month than I need. <laughs> so, Viacom, if you want to send us any money to just promote whatever trash you want us to promote, we'll gladly do that. I would. Gla- I don't care. I love you, Viacom. <laughs> Viacom, And uh, for your contribution, <laughs> we'll send you a t-shirt interview. <laughs> Just DM me on Twitter at Dorky But Cool. We'll have a t-shirt coming out your way, so thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, what uh, what do you think Matt... Oh, never mind. I know what he's doing. I was going to ask what that uh, Matt Pinkerton, Pinkston, whatever that bald dude that used to be on MTV News, but he just has that metal show now on one of the other garbage music stations on television. Who knows? Are you talking about... Uh... Ian from Anthrax is that? What I was just of? listening to Anthrax the other day, um, but I'm not talking about Ian from Anthrax. I'm not. He has some great chin hair, though. I feel like I'm trying to emulate right. Ian from Anthrax a little bit. I'm trying to get it going out. Uh, everyone knows Ian from Anthrax. Nobody knows his last name. <laughs> it's. I want to say it's Scott, but I don't think that's right. That's that right. is right. It is, is Scott. It? Yep. 
That's, I literally only know it because of him being on, like, I love the 80s and 90s and yep. 70s. He was also on a show about, like, the making of a super band with Sebastian, Sebastian oh, yeah. Bach and I think some yeah. guy with some from some metal band that had uh, a adult actress as a girlfriend who was on the show a lot. And, yeah. Hold on, some babe just added me on Skype, and her picture is her fucking bending over. Wait, uh... Rosalie Cock? <laughs> I'm into that. She's 21 years old. I'm gonna accept your Skype invitation. Let's go. 2016, man, you're about to get some sick spam. It's gonna be like... Sick spam! Yep. This year. Hey, babe. Uh... You want to talk? Click on this link to talk. <laughs> I can't talk I got, here. I got some. Well, one in my previous relationship, I was sort of like sorting through my spam just to see if there's anything in there that like I needed. Yeah, I deleted, I deleted it all. It all. Yeah. And my ex girlfriend peeked over and saw like the "fuck me tonight" and got like mad for a second and you were just like no thinking that i was like email corresponding with some woman just be like yeah fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 2010 where you could just text people <sighs> that's right but nope we were do- well i did in her defense i did post a a thing saying i wanted to correspond via email more often like for, <laughs> just right before that <laughs> for, yeah like that day <laughs> I once got a, I got a, a spam email from someone's on January twenty eighth, twenty fourteen. So just over two years ago. Subject title: Aloha, wild guy. How are you? <laughs> and the body says, "Love is stupid." LOL. JK. But actually, I'm just still young to be fully committed right this moment. I just want to, I just want enjoy life to the fullest and have lots and lots of fun. Being tied down is really not for me. Well, maybe only in bed. Oh my god. Why do we live in this world? I fell in love that day. <laughs> Never looked back. That's how, I, that's how I got Melissa's phone number. <laughs> LOL, JK, no, but really. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Are we done here? I think so. I don't know, man. Yeah, how does this work? Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm off my game, man. I'm like Jordan coming coming out of the major major leagues, <laughs> coming back to basketball. Yeah, for sure. This is totally comparable to that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I want to make a request to anybody out there because I was thinking, like, I mean, aside from like rap, I don't listen to a lot of music with people of color. So, if you have any like bands that you like with people of color in it, um, send them my way. Like, I was thinking about TV on the radio, and I'm like, oh, that's an okay band, but I also, like, don't want to make an excuse to like them, because mm-hmm. I never really did. So if you have any uh, suggestions out there for bands, you know, shoot shoot me a line, and if you uh, if we do pick your your album or your band, we'll, uh, we'll have a special gift coming your way if you just DM me on Twitter after... <laughs> Um, uh, let's just say you can wear it, and I'll sign it, and it's a t-shirt. <laughs> Downtown Boys is pretty cool. So that band on Don Giovanni, I know they've. I probably won't listen to that. But 
I just want to act like I'm concerned, okay? Right. Don't actually send them. <laughs> yeah, please don't send me anything. I listen to Prince. That's all. That's all you're gonna get out of me. What if that was like one guy? I bet there is one person in this world. Who's like, I'm not racist, dude. I just I love Prince. Isn't that proof enough for you? And like he has like a Prince tattoo, and everyone's like, Yeah, but you say the N word a lot. And he's like, So Prince, Prince, you idiot. Proof is in the pudding, dude. <laughs> I love purple. He's from Minnesota. <laughs> Can you see? You see my calf tattoo? It's a red Corvette, dude. <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> uh, fuck. Remember when Prince jerked off his guitar on national TV? Yeah. Honestly, the print- Still, I jerk off to that every day. Boner report. <laughs> Prince uh, Super Bowl halftime show has been the best in since the uh, in the Janet Jackson era. <laughs> I believe. Um, I don't know. What about Left Shark last year? Remember that? We're all f- <laughs> fucking great that one. Left Shark. I actually thought for a second there was a band named Left Shark. And I was like, oh, wow. I really don't know what's going on. In- <laughs> oh, yeah. And speaking of, by the way, I want to congratulations. Uh, this year's Super Bowl halftime show is being performed by a uh, friend of the show, the 92s. Oh, really? Yeah. Is Nice Things performing with them? No. But yeah, they're gonna be doing all their hits, um, and it's just gonna be a a real banger of a gig. So I'm just I'm using Dirty Talk. <laughs> banger. Oh, Daniel, 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 uh, but Daniel. Yeah, congrats to them, and uh, congrats to our friends in Cowabunga Kid who uh, are I guess replacing David Bowie on his last tour. He was really? supposed to tour. Yeah. Was were they was Bowie going to be opening up for the ninety twos? No, he was going to be opening up for Amber Rose. <laughs> opening up for uh, Puddle of Mud. Did you see that video of the Puddle of Mud singer accusing a dude of stealing his house? <laughs> stealing his it house. Just, I don't even, dude. What the? Why? It was so sad. I watched the video, and it's just like a tiny little club, and he just goes out and he just points at this guy. That goes, this guy stole my house, and he's here laughing at me. And it's so sad, man. Oh man, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's oh, what a world we live in. What's Scott Stapp doing? Is he still insane and broke? Scott Sapp is actually making his own syrup. That's <laughs> Scott Sapp. Scott, so it's Scott Stapp's Sappy Sap. Mm-hmm. Scott Stapp's Hot Sap. He's changed his name to Scott, St- Scott Sapp. He realized the Florida Marlins were going nowhere to listen to a song for the Marlins. And, uh... He decided, you know what, Stap, Sap, I love syrup. So, <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's been coming syrup forever. Right. That's like... Everyone knows that. that. With, ar- with arms wide open, uh, his child is literally just like a fucking syrup monster. <laughs> he's just a sticky piece of shit. That has a consciousness. I'm just imagining Scott's step like <laughs> cradling a big pound of syrup. <laughs> Welcome to Twitter. the bird. That's a, that's a <laughs> that's what he says every time he makes 
food. He puts it. He puts it on the plate, and he goes, "Welcome to this plate." <laughs> <laughs> And with that, for Nick, for me, and for Steve and Tyler, we're living on the edge. See you next week. Bye. Bye.